Welcome to season two of the Stephanie Humphrey podcast. This season features our biblical teaching segment, Study With Me, where we read through portions of the Old and New Testament, and Sip and Say with Stephanie, where you hear Stephanie's perspective on social issues, world events, and whatever is on her mind. Join us on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more on Thursdays at 10 p.m. Want to leave Stephanie a message? Go to our podcast on Anchor FM and click the message button, and you just might be featured on her podcast. Don't forget to like and share your favorite episodes. We look forward to engaging with you soon. Blessings. Sip and say with Stephanie. Welcome to Sip and Say with Stephanie. Hey y'all, how are y'all doing tonight? I had to do my little intro just to make sure I could remember the words to my channel opening. When like when you open the channel, that's the song that you hear that I wrote and sang just to welcome you to my channel. So I wanted to test my knowledge at the beginning of the show. How y'all doing? I'm tripping tonight, y'all. I'm so like I could go to bed. Y'all hear me say this almost every Thursday, right? Like I can go to bed like right now and can sleep until tomorrow when it's time for me to get up to, to, to do things that I need to do for my day. But I feel good, y'all. I really do feel good. Um, how are y'all feeling? How are you feeling mentally? How are you feeling spiritually? How are you feeling emotionally? How are you doing um, otherwise? Like how are you all feeling? I feel pretty good tonight. I had a conversation with a family member a couple of hours ago, which which gave me pause. So, you know, sometimes I think we use, you know, like we have conversations with family and friends and people, and sometimes what we say can be used against us. And I felt like that's what happened in this conversation. And I didn't address it, but it bothered me. It really bothered me. And so I don't know if it's like a, a pattern with this with this person. And I don't know when or if I will address it, but it gets on my nerves. <laughs> I'm just saying how I feel it. It gets on my nerves. And so I probably need to address it with a person. But you know how sometimes you can address something with a person that you love, a family member, a friend, and they and it's just like the crickets chirping. They act like they don't know what you're talking about. And I feel like that is going to be the response of this loved one. And it's just like uh, it's kind of how I feel about it. So y'all pray my strength in the Lord. I do need to address it. Give me or y'all um, pray for me so God can give me wisdom and give me strategy and give me humility. You know, so that I can talk to this person because like I'm like. So yeah, so that's how I'm feeling about that. (laughs) Otherwise, I feel pretty good. Again, I can definitely go to bed like right now. I got so much to do after I get off sip and say with Stephanie. It's not even funny, but I'm going to you know, have this show, try to be as brief and detailed as I can so that I can get off, have some dinner and do the other things that I need to do before I can get in the bed. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. Okay. Um, so I'm feeling good physically. Like I got some good, like y'all, when I got home last night, I sat here at my table. I, I don't remember what I did. Oh, I did a few things on the computer. 
I don't remember everything that I did, but I did a few things on the computer and I felt sleep just drop. I feel like sleep just dropped on me from nowhere. And I was just like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to try to finish up this, this little work that I'm working on or, I'm gonna, or am I going to go to bed? I went to bed. I think I was in bed before, right, a little after eight o'clock. <laughs> and I slept till it was time to get up this morning. Like I got up, you know, periodically throughout the night, just got up, you know, got a sip of water, did what I needed to do. Um, and then I went back to bed. Like I literally slept. Like I didn't, like I got up for my normal getting up, you know, bathroom break, come get a sip of water, go back to bed. But I slept till this morning and it felt like it was some good sleep, y'all. Ooh, it felt so good. So I know I was talking to another family member how our body sometimes tells us that we need to sleep, that we need to rest. So when that sleep dropped on me last night, I just, I just surrendered, took my hind parts to the bed and it was some good sleep. Oh gosh, it was some really good sleep. So I'm thankful for that. I had a busy day today. Like on my job, I have one job to do, but I, I have other parts that are separate from the job that I've been hired to do, but other things that I have taken on for the support of the department that I work in. And so I was getting pulled a little bit today. And so I think I'm just tired from that, tired from getting my own work done, but doing the the other parts that I've taken on, which I love, like the parts that I've taken on, I absolutely love, but it involves, you know, people coming to me, asking questions, getting guidance and different things like that. And so, so it was a really great day at work. Like I had a really great work day. It was just like things that I needed to take care of. So I think it made me a little tired. And so, but I do feel good emotionally, except for the one situation I just shared with you. I feel pretty good um, mentally and physically. But y'all, I'm ready for the weekend. Like I'm so ready for the weekend. I got, I have so, so I was looking at my schedule. I have so much to do. Like I have my wellness class, you all. I've already submitted my final. You all, I told you I was doing like a yoga and um, social emotional learning facilitator wellness class. Well, that is wrapping up next month. So I did my final, the social emotional final. I did that in August. Thank you to everybody who joined me. We had a really great time. I got some really good feedback um, to support my journey in leading wellness for others. So that was good. So my final for the yoga portion is coming up next month. And our graduation is also happening next month. I hope. I think I'm going to graduate. They, they, I feel pretty confident that I'll graduate and then I can um, move forward to get my certification as a licensed yoga instructor. And I'm really excited about that. And so we're actually team teaching. So I'm working with two other individuals and all three of us will be teaching and then we'll be graded by our people teaching in front of our peers and other community um, leaders. And, um, and they'll grade us like they'll, there's a rubric that they'll use to evaluate us. So they'll evaluate us and then we'll have like one on one sessions to talk about what we did well, what we might could do better and things like that. And so I'm so excited that that's coming to an end. But even as the classes are coming to an end, it's a new beginning for me. And so I celebrate myself even before the, the graduation. I just decree and declare that I'm going to pass the class and then graduation is next month in October. I'm going to be inviting my 
family and friends to join me for the graduation. And so I'm so excited. So that that I'm working on that. I'm working on perfecting my part to make sure that I'm following the guidelines that I've been given, but also to make help make my team look good. Like we're working together to make each other look good, as well as making sure that we are showcasing what we have learned from this class. So that'll be happening. Uh, we're actually going to meet on Sunday to do that. And so that'll be happening. So I'm working on that. The Pocketbook Exchange Fellowship is coming up in October. So I'm working on that. Um, um, my book release is, is coming. I'll show you all that in a minute. That's happening in October. So I feel like I have a lot of different things happening in my life. And you all, I'm going to tell y'all this week, mentally, like, I think it was like Tuesday. It was either, I think it was when, when was it? Maybe Monday or Tuesday. I like woke up in the middle of the night and I was boohooing. Like, I was like, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I just don't know. Like, I was boohooing. Like, I was having a, I wasn't having a crisis, but I had a major meltdown. <laughs> I had a major meltdown. I think it was, like I said, Tuesday morning. If I'm not mistaken, it was Tuesday. One day this week, it wasn't yesterday. One day this week, I had a meltdown. Like, I was crying. Like, God, how am I going to get all of this done? And how am I going to be successful in getting it done? Like, I know the Lord is my strength. I know all the, the scripture to support me. But but mentally, I was feeling it. And so I had my meltdown. I was praying. And God gave me, you know, God comforted me. He held me in his arms. He comforted me and I was okay. But y'all, just full transparency, I melted. Like I have not had a meltdown in, I'm not going to say years. I don't know when the last time I had a meltdown. Like it was probably pre-pandemic, maybe some years ago. I don't know, but I had a major one this week and I feel good about it. I feel great about it. I'm okay. I was able to release in my cry and in my prayer to the Lord. And I really do feel stronger about it, but it's still on my mind that I have to get these things done. And so what I promised myself I was going to do is um, on this weekend, the Lord blessed me to live to see it, right? This weekend, I'm going to put a schedule together for myself for the next four weeks to make sure that I'm giving enough time to each part of my life so that I can be successful in moving forward and perfecting my my yoga poses for my wellness class, making sure that I'm ready to bring the word uh, for the pocketbook exchange, and then making sure that uh, my book is good and can be released on time, October 10th. And just like my regular stuff I do, like taking care of the house, washing clothes, dishes, whatever you know else I need to do. And so I'm feeling more confident about it now. I feel... Um, more prepared for what I have to do. I feel mentally stronger, emotionally stronger, and I'm ready. Like, I'm so ready to make this plan and get ready for um, everything that I have to do within the next four weeks. So y'all continue to pray my strength in the Lord. God is with me. I have no doubt God is with me. God is comforting me. He is my help in the time of trouble. I, I am sure of that, but I'm human and my emotions and my Oh, my life, well, how am I going to do this got the better of me? And again, I'm okay with that. I'm totally, totally okay with that. So look, you all, I've got to tell you all. Oh, first, before I show y'all, y'all watch, watch y'all sipping on. Hey, Aunt Wanda. Hey, Aunt Wanda, how are you? I really hadn't planned to tell y'all all that, but it's sipping say with Stephanie. And it's good for me to share how I'm feeling because all of us have you know, emotional challenges, mental challenges, things that are happening in our lives. And y'all forgive me, my, my house phone is ringing right now. I don't even know who's calling. But um, 
sorry about that. But um, so I'm good to share that testimony because that's how we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Okay, so look, y'all, let me get in my sip because I'm kind of thirsty. So I am sipping on my Dublin Winery Scarpinade. I'm going to open it as I'm talking to you. So I was home Labor Day weekend. We had, um, I was the MC at a service, a Women's Day service. So I went home. I decided to spend a couple of days home. And so I went to the Dublin Winery before I came back home. Y'all, that was like one of the best trips I have ever had. So after I left the winery, I was able to get on a highway, take a right, and it led me straight home, y'all. I didn't even know that highway was there, but it took me straight home. The, the drive was going through towns in North Carolina. I had never even heard like Teachy. I went through my olive. I heard of my olive. I went through my olive. My olive university was right there. Like I went through these towns that I never heard of before, never been through before. And it was so pleasant. It was so beautiful. It was a beautiful day, a, a wonderful ride. I was praying, talking to the Lord, just listening to my music, hollering and singing and everything. So I had a really good drive from the winery to my house. Straight shot. Like I couldn't believe it was a straight shot. So anyway, I made sure I put, I got, I ain't going to tell y'all how many bottles I got, but I got a lot. And so I put a couple of bottles in the refrigerator. So my, it's condensing right now. So I'm going to get my Duplin winery. This is my Scarpina. This is the one that tastes like, I don't know why I pour things over my computer because I'm so clumsy. And so I'm going to back away so that I won't damage my computer because I need it. I need it for my life. Praise the Lord. So the Scarpinade is alcohol-free Scarpinade. I usually get the, or I always get the alcohol-free from the Duplin Winery. And this is the one that tastes just like white grapes. So I'm going to take me a sip. It smells good and it tastes really good. Oh, this one's got a little bit of sweet to it that I'm not used to tasting in the Scarpinade. Mm, somebody got a little happy with some sugar or something in that one, but it's all good. So y'all, if y'all can make it to the Duplin wineries in Rose Hill, North Carolina, there's one in Myrtle Beach, North Carolina. The wine tastings are absolutely amazing. They give you this dip and crackers. Well, you have to add that to, it's a cost to add that in. But it's really good, like that, uh, whatever the cheese dip, I think it is. or so, It's not like a regular cheese dip, but it's like some kind of dip. I, I don't even know. I think it has cheese in it, but I don't know what it's called. And they give you the crackers to have with your wine, and it is absolutely delicious. So the wine tastings are nice, like, you know, but, um, but yeah, get you some Duplin Winery. Okay, I, don't know, I don't know why. I just got stuffy, but I did. So, okay, so I told you all I was going to give you all an update on my honey pot. So, y'all... I like this honey pot. This honey pot is so good. So, so this is the um the normal foaming wash. So this is what I've been using in my vulva area and my privacy parts. And I love it. Oh, I love it. I love the way everything feels. It's it's like it's it's not harsh at all. Like it's a it's organic because it's made from um uh, I have some lavender in it, coconut, and vinegar. I like it, y'all. It is, ooh, I'm, I think I'm going to keep using this. Like, I think, like, they've got um, Miss, um, the owner of this, whose name I can't think of right now, she's got a customer for life because I really like this. The only time I didn't use it is I didn't take it home when I went for Labor Day, and I wish I would have. So I ended up using my Flawless Natural Soap. So I just have my Flawless Natural Soap so I can wash my whole body. And, um... 
So I just use that, but y'all, I was missing. I'm going to start taking this when I go, when I travel, it's just going to have to go in the bag. I'm going to have my natural soap, my flawless natural soaps that I use everywhere else. And then I'm going to have my honey pot, um, foaming spray, foaming wash to wash my prophecy area because I really, really love it. I've only used the Awakening Jasmine Frankincense and Panty Spray. I've only used it one time and I like it. <laughs> I only use it that one time, but based on that one time, like it's quick drying, first of all, because I wasn't sure how long it would take to dry on my panty. It was quick drying and it was refreshing. I'll have to give you an update as I use it more, but I really enjoyed using it the one time that I did use it. And I don't use it all the time because I've been using my honey pot, um, my organic cotton cover everyday liners. I've been using these. I like these. These have like such a cooling, refreshing feel to them. So that's what I've been using, which I haven't needed, you know, my panty spray. But I, and I have definitely been using my, um, my normal wipes. I really, really like these. I'd actually, um, when I went to the women's day, I went to my, um, church I used to go to growing up, um, or half of my growing up time. And, in between services, I was just like, well, let me just clean up a little bit, you know, and I used my cleanup and it, I felt so good and felt so refreshed. Man, I like this honey pot. So I am enjoying using my honey pot product so far. This is a normal ritual that I, that I um, purchased. I haven't tried a sensitive ritual, but I'm sure I'm going to love it just the same. I'm going to finish using my normal. And then when I start using my sensitive, I'll probably put in another order because I do not want to run out on the honey, honey pot because I love it just that much. I do not want to run out. So if y'all, you know, if you're able to go to the honeypot.co. I'll put it in the chat and y'all, I really, really like it. So yeah, so get you some honeypot because I really think that you will enjoy, even if you just get one thing or two, you know, one thing to try or get two things to try. You don't have to get a whole ritual, of course, you know, because you know your money better, better than I do. But I think that you would really like the products. Um, so I'm going to put the link in the chat so that you can have easy access and hopefully patronize the owner whose name I'm going to try to look up her name really quickly. And you all, you can also go to the website because there is great information. There are um, doctors that um, help the owner. I think her name is Ray. Let me look and see. Um, that help her put these you know, products together. And so her name is, hold on just a second. Ooh, it looks like they have a. Ooh, it looks like they have a new product. Okay. Looks like they have a new product, y'all. So uh, I'm not gonna tell you what it is because that's not what I can. I didn't come to talk fully about the honey pot tonight. Her name is B. I'm sorry, Miss B. I called you Ray. I, I knew it was three letters. I apologize. So Miss B. Dixon, she is the CEO and co-founder of the Honey Pot. So patronize her and check out the website for some information to help us take care of our bodies and in particular our vulva and vagina area. Okay, awesome. All right, so that's my honey pot update. So let's get right into some news. I don't have a lot of news to share with you. Well, I kind of do, kind of don't, but I'm going to share with you what I have. Um, oh, before I do, y'all, I have some, some updates, right? So my aunt says she's drinking on some water. Okay, awesome, awesome. That's what I need to be drinking on. I did have a sip before I sat down to drink my Scarponade. But look, y'all, I got my cousin, Adriana Peterson. I purchased her book. So y'all know, know I have the digital copy. And as soon as she put, put the print copy in 
um, online. I went ahead and purchased it too. So this is a printed copy, A Day at the Playground by Adriana Peterson. And I'm going to just show you, I'm just going to show you one page because you, you all need to get it for yourself. So this is like one of the pages in her book. The children are at the playground, and it says, this is so much fun. It's your turn, Tiara. Okay, I'm ready. This is the first time I've ever played hopscotch. And so there is a picture of the children talking, and then a picture of them playing hopscotch. So, y'all, if you can purchase Adriana's book, it's only $8 a day at the playground. I believe that your children will love it. It will generate conversations about playing with each other, about sharing, about interacting and engaging with each other. I think I just said engaging with each other. But it is, I believe that it's a wonderful book for children. So if you can, go to her website at Creative Minds on Amazon and purchase her book today or as soon as you can. Purchase one for your children, your nieces and nephews, your grandkids. I do believe that they will love it. I'm going to see if I can find her her link very, very quickly so I can put it in the chat for you. Creative Minds, and she spells Minds, M-I-N-D-Z, for my um, podcast listeners. I really think that you will love this book. I actually took it to work this week, and my colleagues were looking at it, and they were really excited so Adriana and my colleagues were excited about your book. And so, yeah, I'm hoping that and they were asking me where they can purchase it at. I didn't send them the link, but I did tell them how to get to you. Um, I might end up sending the link to them maybe tomorrow when I get back to work um, just for easy access. Um, but, yeah, they were very excited and, ce and celebrating that this is your first children's book. So um, we are all excited for you and, and pray God's blessings as you continue to write and as you continue to be a voice for young readers. All right. Awesome. All right, y'all. This is awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and add um, the link to the chat so you all can go ahead and patronize Adriana. Uh, a day at the playground. Awesome. And the last thing I'm going to going to tell you in the way of books, well, actually, let me go ahead and show you my cousin's book because I actually... I hadn't purchased my cousin's book yet. So we now have three authors in the family. So my cousin, um, Nicole, she has Praying the Word of God. So this is a book that features prayers. It features notes where you can write down whatever you hear the Lord saying, whatever you're hearing the Lord say, whatever revelation and insight that he's sharing with you, you can write it down in your book. So Praying the Word by Nicole Randolph. So get this book also available on Amazon. Let me see if I can find her book and I will add it to the um add it to the chat as well. So Lakeith um, Nicole's book has my cousin. She her, her book has been out since I think um last year maybe um or I think it's been since 2021. Let me see. I don't know why I'm so stuffy right now, but okay, she didn't add a year. So you'll be able to see it on the website once you go to Amazon to purchase her book. But yeah, so again, if you need some support to pray, if you need some help, if you don't quite know where to start, I think her book will be a great help to you. Um, 
and I'm going to add it. So if you have the Kindles, like if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it absolutely free. The same is with Adriana's book, A Day at the Playground. You can read those absolutely free, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and put the link in the chat. And I will add it to the description a little bit later as well. So you can have access to that. All right, y'all. Well, y'all, I'm going to get y'all to look. I'm going to get y'all to support my family now. Uh-oh, it's not letting me put any in. It's saying that I have too many characters. So let me see if I can minimize her. I don't know how to minimize it. Let's see if I can minimize the... I may not be able to put hers in because it's too many characters for the chat. Well, let me just see. There we go. Okay, this is a little bit better. Okay, so I'm going to add the title, Bring the Word. All right, so that's there. And you are my own book, A, time, a Long Time Coming, releases October 10th. I have done my final editing and proofing this week. And so I'll be ordering some books pretty soon. Y'all, this is the thickest book I've ever written in my life. It features book one, book two, and book three. Book one is the journey. Oh, book one is a journey of life. Book two, a journey of love. And book three, a journey, uh, a journey home. A journey home. I had to change that because I did it wrong on the back of, of my, one of my editing and proofing copies. So it actually features three books in one. It takes you on the journey of, um, Veronica Bailey, she's just graduated from early college, so she has her high school diploma and her associate's degree. It takes you through her journey of her mom. Um, <laughs> I laugh because so her mom books a vacation for her as her graduation present. But unbeknownst to Veronica, her mom's name is Victoria. So unbeknownst to Veronica, her mom, Victoria, has two surprises waiting for her at this resort. It's a love resort. And you all, I, I'm not even going to tell you, you can actually read the first five chapters absolutely free. It lets you know the first surprise. I don't think we get into the second surprise, but the first surprise will probably blow your mind. And I'm so curious to know what parents think about this surprise that her mom gives her. And I'm wondering, parents, is this something that you would do for your kids? <laughs> like, would you set something up like this for your children? I'm so curious to know. So look, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and... <laughs> I don't even know, y'all. I have such a vivid imagination. I don't even know how I came up with the concept, but but you know. But anyway, I came up with it. I think it works for the book. I'm so curious to know what you all think about it. So I'm gonna put the um, preview, the link for the preview, in my um, in <laughs> in the live chat. I want you all to read it, or you can just wait and get the book, and you can read it. It actually. Is introduced in the second chapter of the book. Um, so you don't have to wait long to, to know what it is, but you will have to wait a little bit, maybe a chapter or two to find out what Veronica's um, final response is to her mom's proposal. I know that was a lot, but I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to get it out for you. But yeah, so yeah, y'all, it's the time. It's the time. But it's a really good book and it takes you through Veronica's life and the, the her family and friends that help support her on her journey. Um, it, it takes you through her 
first relationship and then some things that happened there. And, and then it kind of takes you on until adulthood where she is introducing even more people in her life that help support her. And uh, then it takes you to a, 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 a place in her life where she couldn't even imagine these things happening to her. So it's a really good book of love. It's a good book of loss. It's a good book of family, a good book of friends, humor, possibly a little mystery, trying to figure out like what is happening here? Why is it happening? Who is the person? So it gives you just a little bit of mystery. I love mystery novels. I want to write a mystery novel, but I don't know quite how to do it yet. So I don't know if I'll ever release a mystery novel or not. I can't say. But it gives you just a little tad, little hint of mystery. And I'll be curious to know if you all kind of figure out, like, what is happening. You'll have to read it to understand what I'm saying, but I'm going to put it in uh, the chat. And I know that was a lot, but it just is what it is. And so I'm going to put the link for the trilogy in the chat. Just go there, click on the link to go to the free preview. And then um, I'll be curious to know what you have to say about it. Okay. So let's get into this news. I took like 30 minutes almost to talk about those things, but to me, they're just as important um, as the news that I have to share with you on tonight. And I'll try to be as brief as possible because again, I got some stuff to do after the sip and say. Give me just a second. I'm tap typing in the chat. Read the first six chapters of A Long Time Coming. My newest book release, yeah. And you all, I think I'm going to do, um, I think I'm going to do a um, special, because it's releasing on October 10th, uh, and it's on a Monday. I think I'm going to um, do a special show that night so that I can read a few chapters, which you may have read or may not have read, but so I can read a few chapters with you, um, get some feedback about what you think about the, the book. Um, I kind of wish I would have invited some special guests to come on because... I would have wanted them to have read the book before they come on, but I still might invite a few special guests because they can respond to what I'm reading and then have that discussion. So I'll keep you all posted about that, okay? All right, so let me move my honey pot out of the way so I can get my sheets for the news. So y'all, I really, I, I wasn't going to start off here, but I'm going to start off here. So you all, I was I was looking at some other things and I ran across this article. Let me take a sip. More like a gold, but it's okay. I ran across this article of a young 15-year-old. I actually typed this one on the computer, so let me open it up. But it's a young lady who was repeatedly raped in Iowa, and her name is Piper Lewis. She was 15 at the time that this these um, rapes were happening to her, and they um, were allegedly committed by a man named, where is his name? Where is his name? 
I was just looking at his name because I wanted, oh, there it is. It, I, I didn't go far down. I didn't go down far enough. So his name is, and I can't find it again. Okay, I highlighted it and still can't see it. Let me put my glasses on. <laughs> Let me put my glasses on. Maybe I can see what's going on. Highlighted a man name and still couldn't see it. Praise. So y'all pray for my eyes. Y'all pray for me here. So Piper Lewis was um, repeatedly raped, allegedly repeatedly raped by a gentleman named Zachary Brooks. He was 37 at the time. This occurred in 2020. He was 37 at the time. She was 15. Repeatedly raped by this gentleman. I'm not going to give you all the details because you all can look it up for yourself. But she was, uh, you know, he allegedly repeated, she accused him of repeatedly raping her. And she added the situations. Um, like I'm looking at all the, the different situations. Like she was, you know, was given alcohol. Um, she was given marijuana, you know, and when, in her sedated, not sedated state, but in her not fully conscious state, um, he raped her, you know, multiple times. Allegedly, let me say allegedly raped her multiple times. So in, let me scroll down because I wrote down all the little notes here that, like I said, I'm not even going to read all of them. But on, let me see if I can get the date. So on May 31st, She was forced to drink, this is her, her by her own confession, she was forced to drink vodka shots and fell asleep. She um, wrote in her, this is why she wrote in her plea agreement, because she did get charged. Um, at, she said, at one point in the night, I woke up and Brooks was raping me. Brooks fell asleep. Lewis went to find her clothes. When she came back to the bedroom, she saw him passed out. Now, this is a quote from her. Oh, from Piper Lewis. I suddenly realized that Mr. Brooks had raped me yet again and was overcome with rage. Without thinking, I immediately grabbed the knife from his nightstand and began stabbing him, Lewis stated in the plea agreement. I further acknowledge that the multiple stab wounds that I inflicted upon Mr. Brooks thereafter ultimately resulted in his death. So she was initially, um, charges were brought, first degree murder charges were initially brought against Piper Lewis for killing um, Zachary Brooks. But the judge, um, the Polk County, this happened in Ohio, the Polk County District Judge David Porter, um, uh, well, actually, let me backtrack. She actually pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter and willful energy, and not energy, but injury. Um, so she, um, the district court judge gave her a deferred judgment. So her ju deferred judgment was to, um, cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to where I'm going cause I didn't like it. So, um, judge Porter ruled that Lewis would receive five years of probation, serve 200 hours of community service, and she would have to pay his family $150,000 in restitution. I'm glad that she got a deferred sentence because she was 15. He 37. So I'm glad. I, I know killing a person is, is never okay. I, I understand that. I get it. Thou shalt not kill. I get it. But when a person, in this case, a young teenager, is repeatedly abused and traumatized, I, 
he didn't deserve to die, but man, I just, I, my heart, when I was reading this article, my heart, I just was like, my heart went out to this young lady. I know this happened a couple of years back, but, you know, and I don't know if she served all of her, you know, community service hours or not, but she's still on probation, you know, and so I, my heart just kind of went out to her. But anyway, she has to pay this $150,000. So this is an Iowa law that says, let me let me pull it up. I don't think I kept it up. Let me see if I kept it up. Okay, so I didn't keep it up. So anyway, it's an Iowa law. I think I wrote it down. Let me find my notes. Yeah, it's an Iowa law. So under 910.3b, restitution for, for death of victim, the least amount that is required to be paid is $150,000. And there are some other guidelines for this restitution amount to be increased. So she's ordered to pay the minimum $150,000 to the family of the man who raped her. I was outgunned when I read this. I, I, I understand the restitution law and I'm, I, I know you can't pick apart when, I don't know if it can be, let me say it like this. I don't know if you can pick apart the crime that the restitution has to be paid for. I don't know if that, when I was reading, it was just a, a you know a small paragraph. I didn't read it fully to see if there are exceptions. I didn't see any exceptions, but there possibly could be that I missed. Um, so I didn't read any exceptions to this law, but that is the restitution law. I wish there were exceptions because I feel like the young lady is being... I feel like she's being punished for doing what she thought she had to do to keep herself safe because apparently there were not any adults that were keeping her safe. So she, I felt like she did what she had to do to keep herself safe or to protect herself. So I feel bad that she has to pay this restitution. I do. I, my heart like was breaking when I was reading this. She 15, y'all, a teenager. I mean... And she, if you read the article, she was being forced by another man to go with Brooks to perform like se sexual acts with him. And so, y'all, uh, allegedly, we're going to throw the allegedly, allegedly by another person to commit these alleged sexual acts with this man. My heart, I just wanted to share that with y'all. My heart goes out, out to her. One of her former teachers has actually, um, I don't know if she, what kind of fun she started. It didn't say go, it did not say uh, go fund me, but she was starting some type, she had started some type of fund to help this young lady pay this $150,000 of restitution. I don't know if the young lady is working to help pay the restitution. Um, you know, I, I don't know how that's going right now. I don't have an update as to what's happening now in 2022 because I did not get that information. But I do know that she does have someone to help her at least, you know, try to get this money together. As I was reading the article, I didn't see where it said she has a deadline. So I don't know, like, if she has to have it paid by, like, December 1st of 2022. Or I don't even know if the money has already been paid because it's been two years at this point. So I don't know if the money has already been paid or not. But I just, I just found this, you know, interesting and, and, and heartbreaking. And I just wanted to share it with you. Let me see if I can find, um, I don't know if I wrote down the year that this was, 
the year that this happened. Um, let me see if I can find it very quickly. Because y'all know how sometimes, even though the Constitution says that we have a right to a, a, a speedy trial, we understand that that does not always happen. It just it just doesn't always happen. And so, um, so as of today, well, as of yesterday, I'm looking at a date for yesterday, September 14th. Um, she did have, a, it was a GoFundMe fundraiser. Um, and she's 17 now, and it did raise... Um, more than $250,000. So she does have enough money to um, to pay the restitution and hopefully to help her get back on her feet. Um, I can't say if this was a result of sex slave trafficking because she was forced, as you read the, as I was reading the article, the, the man that she was living with cut her neck, like didn't, like, you know, I don't know how deep the cut was, but kind of cut her neck to force her to go to, to this man Brooks house to perform these sexual, you know, alleged sexual acts. And so I didn't read what, what her backstory was. Um, let me see if I did write it in, cause I don't know how she, you know, um, what happened that she was vulnerable to um, being with this man that forced her to be with this other man? I'm not quite sure. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't say. Okay, so she ran away from home. It says that she ran away from home several times. Is is included in the plea deal or the plea agreement? Is is just part of that plea agreement? Not part of it, but. Um, when she was talking about the plea agreement, she did share that she ran away from home several times. And this is, how, you know, how um, she got involved with this one man that kind of forced her into um, sexual acts, you know, with the other man. And y'all, let's just pray for her, you know, and let's just pray for her. I just, I just felt bad, you know. Um, she actually pleaded guilty in June 2021, and then the sentence, um, I don't know if the sentence was recently handed down or not. I was looking to see um, exactly. I'm sorry, y'all, I didn't have that in already, but um, I don't know if the sentence, let me see if I can see when, when the sentence was recently handed down. Give me just a second while I'm looking this up. Mm, yeah, she was sentenced on Tuesday. So she was just sentenced this week. So let's just pray for her and pray for her continued um, healing and restoration. Yeah, let's just pray for her and her continued healing and restoration. So her name is Piper Lewis, so pray her strength. And we can also pray for the victim's family. You know, everybody needs prayer. I just don't like the fact that she has to like pay money to the family of the person who raped her, like allegedly raped her, you know. It's just sad. I, it gets on my nerves having to put allegedly in there. I know why we have to do it. It just gets on my nerves because... You just get someone there. So anyway, moving on. I just, that one just broke my heart. And I know that stories, not stories like this as far as murder, 
But man, there are so many young girls and, and women who are raped, who are se sexually assaulted, who are child molested, who are involved in sex slave trafficking. You all have heard me say sex slave trafficking is a billion dollar business, buh, buh, billion with a B. It is a billion dollar business where people, men mostly, I think men mostly, are willing to pay to have sex with kids. What is wrong with y'all, doggone it? And some of these men are married to grown women. I digress. One of the reasons why I'm glad I don't have kids. See, God knows. Let me tell y'all something. God knows each and every one of us. When he formed us in our mama's womb, he knew us. He knew what we could, what we would be able to handle, what we could handle, what we wouldn't be able to handle, what would make us mad, what would make us go off on somebody, what would make us do things that we might not think we would ever do. The Lord knew. I'm telling y'all the Lord knew. So we praise God. Hallelujah. And Stephanie never had kids. Praise the Lord. Because it's, 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 it's something out here. It's something out. It's just, it's something. And so, yeah. So I'm, 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 I hadn't planned to go there, but I'm just saying there, you know, and I'm going to go here because I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to share it and I'm going to share it briefly. And then I have a few other brief stories to share with you. So since we're talking about this young girl, I did look up the, um, so Lindsey Graham, who he is a senator in South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, he introduced an amendment, Title 18, to the United States Code. And I had to look up the Title 18 of the United States Code because I didn't know what it was, y'all. So the Title 18 of the U.S. Code is the Crimes and Criminal Procedures. So it lists the procedures for crimes and criminal acts that happen. And it's long. Like, it is long. Like I was still, I was like in the, in the 200s or something going down and my page was still going. So it's long. It lists everything from like civil disorders, false pers false personation, obstruction of justice, kidnapping, sexual exploitation, and other abuse against women, domestic violence and stalking. Like it lists pretty much all, I didn't read all of it, y'all was too many pages to read, but pretty much all, I believe, the crimes and criminal acts that happen and the procedures by which to follow when these crimes and criminal acts happen. So that's Title 18. So this particular bill is an amendment to Title 18, y'all. And guess what it's about? I'm going to give y'all a few. So what y'all think it's about? It's about abortion, y'all. So I'm not going to read what, so I want to, I just want to say, y'all have heard me say this. I'm neither for or against abortion. I don't have no right to tell no woman or man, for that matter, we know men don't get pregnant, but no man, for that matter, what to do with their own body. I'm just not going to do it. It's not my business. I have nothing to do with it. It is what it is. What I don't like is you telling me what I'm supposed to do with my body. Because my thing is, if you, if you want, to, so let me read this first and then I'm going to tell y'all. 
I'm going to read just a little portion because it relates to rape and incest and um, like medical emergencies. So I want to read a portion of it that's um, just for your information. And I really want to know what you think about it. Okay. So that was a Jeopardy theme. Jeopardy theme. I'm not trying to copyright y'all theme. It's the Jeopardy theme for y'all who didn't know. I'm just, you know, just want to let, hopefully they won't become slapping a lawsuit on me because I did the dun, 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 dun from the Jeopardy. All right. So this bill is to amend title 18 of the u.s code to protect pain capable unborn children and for all and excuse me and for other purposes so it's a long bill but it's interesting it's an interesting read it's an interesting read so i would encourage you to read it um i can't i think i put i got this off of the um the government website that you know the senate government website um, or the Congress website, whichever one, maybe congress.gov. I can't remember where I printed it off of, but I will put the link in the chat. And it has some really good information in it. Like I was actually learning some things about gestation that I didn't know before. And so it has good information in it. And But when you get to page, um, y'all excuse me. why I'm so stuffy tonight, but for some reason, I'm stuffing that little clog in my nose. I hope I'm not trying to come down with anything, but I pray my healing in Jesus' name. So, y'all, I just want to read this just this little bit because um, it's so many pages because I wanted to, I wanted to all just to know what y'all thought about it. So, under this section, it, it talks about abortion. Um, but it gives some provisions for abortion. So in this particular subparagraph A, okay, so this is the B, but this is subparagraph A. So let me read a little bit up. Um, let me read a little bit up so you can get the full full understanding. So Number two, if this is under 1532 Federal Minimum Protections for Pain-Capable Unborn Children, talks about unlawful conduct, and then it goes down to minimum requirements for abortion, um, and it also talks about the assessment of the age of the unborn child. So if you go down a little bit further, it says generally for unborn children 15 weeks or older, except as provided in subparagraph B, which you got to look up to see that one, the abortion shall not be performed or attempted if the probable gesta gestational age as determined under paragraph one of the unborn child is 15 weeks or greater. But there are, but, but, um, but let me just read it so you can so you can understand. So these are the exceptions. So the subparagraph A does not apply if, in reasonable medical judgment, the abortion is necessary to save the life of a pregnant woman whose life is endangered by a physical disorder, physical illness, or physical injury, including life endangering physical condition caused by or arising from the pregnancy itself, but not including psychological or emotional conditions. So if it's, if it's psychological or emotional, that is not included in this exception, okay? But in the in the two I, 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 it says the pregnancy is a result of rape, 
against an adult woman and not, and excuse me, let me read that again. The pregnancy is a result of rape against an adult woman and at least 48 hours prior to the abortion. So a woman got to wait 48 hours <laughs> to get the medical exception. But get this, y'all. And this is an adult woman. And this bill, in this particular part of the bill, it does not define an adult woman. So I'm gonna, y'all, we, we know what an, the age of adult, but I'm just saying it doesn't it doesn't lay it out right here. Like it lays out some other things within this bill. But listen to this, y'all. She has obtained, so this exception can happen. If the pregnancy is a result of rape against an adult woman at, and at least 48 hours prior to the abortion, she has obtained counseling for the rape. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me, I read that totally wrong. So forget what I said about the 48 hours because the 48 hours goes with this part. The pregnancy, I'm going to read it for the third time. The pregnancy is a result of rape against an adult woman and at least 48 hours prior to the abortion, she has obtained counseling for the rape. Or she has obtained medical treatment for the rape or an injury related to the rape or the pregnancy is a result of rape against a minor or incest against a minor and the rape or incest has been reported at any time prior to the abortion to either a government agency legally authorized to act on reports of child abuse or, and I'm going to just stop right there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me read this. Or a law enforcement agency. And I'm, I'm going to say this part ends right there. So if a woman is raped, in order for her to be, quote unquote, approved to have an abortion according to this law, she must have obtained counseling for the rape or obtain medical treatment for the rape or an injury related to the rape. 48 hours prior to the abortion, or if the pregnancy is a result of rape against a minor or incest child, the minor against a minor and the rape or incest has been reported at any time prior to the abortion to either a government agency legally authorized to act on reports of child abuse or a law enforcement agency. So in other words, in order for the abortion to be approved or legal, I should say legal, not approved, legal, if this passes, then a woman has to take measures before she can be legally approved, I'm going to say, to get the abortion and the young child if, it's, if she is impregnated by incest or as a result, not by incest, but as a result of incest. Got some more for you. There are documentation requirements. <laughs> I'm gonna go my wall. There are documentation requirements that are attached to this bill. Y'all, I'm neither for or against abortion. I'm gonna say it again, but y'all, I don't don't just don't tell me what to do with my own body. That's all I'm saying. So there are documentation requirements for the 
abortion to be legal. And these documentation requirements, I'm, I don't think I'm going to read all of them because it's quite a bit, but it's actually pertaining to the physician and what the physician must document um, prior to performing the abortion. I'm not going to read all of it because it's a lot. And so let me see if I can read one of them. Um, so for example, um, this is under under F under the same under the same heading that I just shared with you. Um, a physician who performs or attempts to perform an abortion under an exception to you, provided by subparagraph BII, shall prior to the abortion place in the patient medical file documentation from a hospital licensed by the state or operated under authority of a federal agency, a medical clinic licensed by the state or operated under authority of the federal agency from a personal physician licensed by the state a counselor licensed by the state or a victim's rights advocate provided by a law enforcement agency that the adult woman seeking the abortion obtain medical treatment or counseling for the rape or an injury related to the rape. In other words, documentation must be placed in this woman's file prior to her getting the abortion. My thing is who's checking? Who's checking the records? Because now, now you're getting into some privacy laws. You're getting into some FERPA. You're getting into some, uh, what's what's the other one? Um, mm. I can't think of the other one right now. But you're getting into some, private, some medical privacy laws. And I got to look it up and I can't even think. Uh, uh, hold on. What's the other, uh, what's the medical, the medical ad, the medical, let me see what it is, y'all. Make sure I'm saying it right. Oh, that's the FERPA is the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. So I got my, I got my wrong law, got the wrong law. Let me get the right law. FERPA is my education law. Y'all forgive me. I'm on my education thought right now. Hold on. Medical privacy law is... HIPAA. I couldn't even think of HIPAA. Lord help me, y'all. The Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996 spells out how you can access personal information as it relates to like your health care provider business. So you might be getting into some HIPAA violation laws. I don't know. I'm not a law lawyer or a um, medical person or even a um, bill expert. I'm learning as y'all learning and researching as y'all researching. But you might can might be interested here because who who would check this? Like who would check this woman's file to determine if all the requirement documentation is in her file prior to this abortion happening? Like I. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe this law has some provisions for that. I have not read the whole thing. I've just read portions of it. Um, but anyway, the documentation must be there. There's some other documentation requirements that the um, physician must put in the in the woman's, or I should just say the female, the female's medical file prior to the abortion taking place. I just don't like it. I, I just don't like it. I, I just, I, I don't like it. I understand how, like, Roe versus Wade came to be. 
But I still don't even understand why abortion is a conversation. I don't understand why abortion is such a hot topic in conversation as it relates to killing an unborn baby. When there are pe people who are born, who are like alive that are being killed by police and like there's there's no passion for life except for these unborn children. And I don't know, I'm not a medical doctor and I do not have extensive knowledge on gestation. I did learn some things in reading this law that I want to go back and like research for myself just so I'll know it for myself um, from a medical professional and not from a law by a congressman or by guidelines that the um, Supreme Court has laid out because the Supreme Court is men mentioned at the beginning of this bill. Um, and I would have to, you know, like I said, do my own research, talk to a medical professional. I don't know in what week um, of a of a baby's gestation that a, 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 a the 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 egg becomes an actual living creature. Um, I know it's living when the sperm connects with the egg and the baby is you know the 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 egg is fertilized by the sperm and life begins to grow. But like really, at what point? At what week is this? Is this egg? transition to an actual embryo, you know, or fetus, you know, I'm kind of, I don't know that, you know, I've looked at it before, I've read it before, I've seen it before, but it's nothing that I keep in my memory, you know, because I don't have to. I got enough in my memory and not to have the gestation in there. So anyway, this, 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 this bill is out. I'm kind of curious to know what you all think about the guidelines. I, I'm, I, I don't like that the bill is in place. However, I like that there, that there is provision made for incest and rape. I don't like the guidelines attached to the provisions. Like I shouldn't say provisions, I should say exceptions. I don't like the guidelines that are attached to the exceptions. It just, it don't make sense to me. And what I was gonna say before is if y'all wanna have laws about women not getting an abortion, like, if y'all want to have so much passion about that, legislators, why don't y'all have passion about passing castration laws? Because men, and, 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 I, and I know that there are laws, even in this Article 18, there are laws on the books that talk about, you know, sexual assault and rape and um, uh, trafficking and incest and all of that. But a lot of times... Victims don't want to come forward because they do not want to relive that horrific experience in court, in front of the jury, in front of the judge, in front of the in front of the person that victimized them, in front of whoever else is invited in. Like, who wants to relive that? And then having to relive it multiple times, depending on how, depending on how long that um, case is. And then there are some cases where it's his word against her word. And oftentimes there are there is not justice for rape victims, from victims of of, of sex slave trafficking, for victims of incest, for, for victims of sexual assault. A lot of times there is no justice there. So I don't understand why y'all can't put a law on the books that say if a man rapes a woman, he needs to be castrated. If a man um, sexually molests a child, castrate his tail. 
If he if he is participating in sex slave trafficking, which is a result of like underage, you know, females there, cut his penis slice. Lorena bobbit him, slice him off. I promise you, if there are some laws on the books, some castration laws, that men will stop raping women at the high rate that they do. I'm just saying. You got these exceptions in, in this bill for rape and incest. Get some make have some some hard line some hard laws as it relates to um to the men who are doing these acts. Like I don't know, because I know every state has their own set of laws for pretty much everything for or for a lot of things. And so I don't know what laws are in place in my state in particular about punishment for rape victims or victims of sexual assault, victims of incest, victims of um, sex slave trafficking. I don't know what the laws are. I don't know how harsh they are. Like if, you know, I'll have to do some research, but I promise you, if you take all any law pertaining to sexual assault, rape, sex slave trafficking and incest, if you eliminate all those laws and just put a law in place that the man will be castrated, I bet that'll solve some of some of these problems um, of this sexual assault. This way. I bet that will solve. I'm just saying, I bet it will solve. Let that be his punishment. You will, you will no longer be able to stick your penis and nobody else's vagina to harm them. I promise you it will eliminate, it will have these men thinking twice about sexual assault because we're coming after you. And let a woman be the one to castrate. Y'all pray for me here, but I'm serious. Like, I just, I, I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm gonna move, and I want to be respectful because there are young boys who are molested. There are young boys who are raped. So I want to be respectful of them as well. It's not just women. It's not just young girls who endure these horrific crimes. There are some young boys and men who are raped and sexually assaulted. If they are raped or sexually assaulted, cut up, go in because oftentimes it's by it's by me and cut, cut them, snip them up, snip them down, let you know it will eliminate. I, I, I'ma move on. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next news story. I only have just a few more things to share with y'all, but I just thought the bill, the bill that was introduced is, is if you can find it, y'all read it. It is the, again, it's the amendment title to, to amend title 18 in the U.S. code. If you can find it, read it. It's the, um, um, a bill to protect pain-capable unborn children and for other purposes. It does, like I said, it has some good information in it, but I don't agree. I just don't agree with some of the things that are in here. I really don't know why old white men are hell-bent on protecting, um, or not protecting, but hell-bent on enacting laws to prevent abortion. I don't, I don't, I don't know what their interest is in it. I don't know what stake they have in it. I don't know what benefit it is for them to pass these laws to tell a woman what to do with her body. I don't know what what is in it for them. Like, I have no idea. I don't know why they are hell-bent on putting all of these laws in place. These uh, I'm old white men. If you're an old white man 
hit me up in the comment section. Hit me up in the um, live chat and let me know why as old white men wanting to police a woman's body. I'm just, you know, let me know because I don't understand the mind of a man and I don't understand, uh, I showing up don't understand the mind of a white man. So just look at I know the history behind it, what used to be. I'm just curious, like, why is this such a, why is this, like, what, what is it? Like, what, what is it? Like, what do you, what, what is it? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen if a woman has an abortion? I believe an abortion, you all have heard me say this before, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, 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 it. it's a spiritual decision. It's a medical decision. It's a moral decision. It's between you and your medical professional and your God. I don't have nothing to do with it. I'm not for abortion. I'm not against abortion. That's between you and your God. I don't have anything to do with it. Just like any other decision decision that you make in your life, it has nothing to do with me. You should be able to make the decisions in your life that you feel are best for you. If that's having an abortion, if that's, if that's what's best for you, if you and your medical team have talked about it, and that's a decision you make, that's the decision you make. If you decide not to have an abortion, that's the decision you make. But it should be a personal decision, a private decision as happened in Roe versus Wade. It is a private decision. I'm not in y'all house and I don't want y'all in my house either. You know, so I don't know what it is, y'all. And it's not just old white men. And I say old white men because most Republicans are old white men. We know that there are women Republicans. We know that there are black women Republicans, uh, white women Republicans, black women Republicans, black men Republicans, Asians, Native Americans, Latino. We know that there are all cultures and races represented in each political party. But most of the Republicans is old white men. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't get it. But I'm not going to say that, and I'm going to let that go. Moving right along. Let me see if I got any comments. Hello. I agree. When a rape victim um, case goes to court, the prosecutor's uh, comment in the live chat, when a rape victim go, case goes to court, the prosecutor questions the victim as if she is at fault for the rape. Yes, I have. Thankfully, I've never had to sit inside a courtroom when this was happening. I probably could emotionally. I probably couldn't handle it because I've been ready to, 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 it's just best that I'm not there. And so, yes, yeah, so, so it is his, his or her responsibility, the lawyer for the, um, for the defense, it is their responsibility, you know, for the victim, not for the victim, but for the victimizer from the raper. It is their job to get that rape victim off and make it seem like, well, you dressed provocatively, your breasts, your breastuses was all hanging out. Your skirt was short and we saw the bottom of your tail. You had on all this makeup. You were, you were, um, like beckoning that man to come and, and do whatever. Like, y'all, I'm about sick. I'm about sick. <laughs> I'm about sick of rape victims, sexual assault victims being a, being the enticer or the initiator for this crime to take place. They dig deep into the victim's sexual history, who wants their sexual activities, their frequency of sex, positions, et cetera, exposed. Nobody. That's why I'm saying what goes on up in your house, I don't want to be in y'all house. I, I, 
I'm taking care of what's going on over my house. Ain't none of y'all business what's going on over here at my house. That's privacy and constitution. Come on, somebody. And I show sure enough don't want to know what's going on over up in your house. It ain't none of my business. I ain't got nothing to do with it. And I'm talking about, and when I say your house, I'm talking about your literal house, but I'm also talking about the house of your life, like the decisions that you make for your life. Like that has nothing to do with me. You can be, you should be able to make those decisions for yourself without the government being involved. Okay. So, yeah, so nobody wants their sex history brought up. I'm moving along. <laughs> I'm moving right along. Let's get to North, this North Carolina law. So, you look, y'all, we all know, because I talked about it last month, that the president um, and Vice President Kamala Harris, they released the um, student Debt Relief um, Act to give some debt relief for, or some, yes, yeah, some debt relief for those who have a student loan. If you make under $125,000, you get up to $10,000 of your student debt um, forgiven. And then if you have a Pell Grant, you get up to $20,000 of your debt forgiven. Y'all, in North Carolina, that money that you save on that debt relief is taxed. It's taxed, y'all. It's taxed. That means that they gonna they you have to pay <laughs> y'all. This North Carolina, y'all, you are gonna have to pay taxes on that money that you are saving from that debt relief. So our governor, Governor Roy Cooper, on uh, yesterday, he did call on our Republican legislators. We have a Republican-led legislator here in North Carolina. Y'all pray for us here. Pray, pray for us here. So he asked them to waive the state income tax on the student loans that are going to be forgiven, okay? Or that have been forgiven or that are going to be forgiven. They have not, you know, he just asked them to do this yesterday. I didn't get the date of the next time that they will be in assembly to have this discussion, but I hope and pray that they will waive the state income tax for these student loans. And so what happened was, let me get my other sheet here. So what happened is um, when the White House, which, which act was it? When that White House put in the American Rescue Plan, part of the American Rescue Plan um, enacted Section 108F5 of the IRS Code to expand the types of student loan forgiveness that would not be treated as taxable income for the purpose of federal income tax. And so um, IRC, Internal Revenue Code 108F5, prevents the student loan forgiveness um, to be taxed. So you will not receive federal taxes on it. But in my state, you will be taxed with state tax if our legislators don't change it. Currently, we are one of 13 states that taxes money that is saved from debt forgiveness. And it's not just student loan debt, it's other type of debt forgiveness. Um, I didn't write it all down. I was reading through it. I today, but I didn't write it all down, so I'm not even going to start naming it. But it's not just student loan debt forgiveness, it's other debt forgiveness, and it's all taxed. And so our governor again called on our legislators to pass a, you know, pass the um, the 108F5 so that when North Carolinians start receiving this debt forgiveness, they won't owe any state taxes on it. 
We'll see what happens, y'all. We'll see what happens. And it's interesting that of the 50 states, only 13 of them have this law that says the taxes can be um, taken up, state taxes can be taken up. Um, and let me share this with you. What, uh, so, so two states of the thirteen have 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 made adjust have made adjustments to their state laws. New York and Hawaii have already made changes to their laws to exempt debt forgiveness from state taxes. So now we're down to eleven. So hopefully, North Carolina and the other states will pass some laws that will prevent state taxes from being taken on debt forgiveness. Like, why y'all? Why do y'all need state taxes on debt forgiveness? Y'all taxing us for everything else. You tax us for our paychecks. You tax us for having a car. Who taxes somebody for owning a doggone car? Like, are you serious right now? property taxes. You pay your property taxes on your house. Like y'all tax us for every doggone thing and then we get some money from debt relief and that's taxed too. I didn't know this y'all, but that's on the books in North Carolina. Hopefully our state legislators in North Carolina will be willing to make an amendment to this got to this law. We shall see. Y'all pray for us in North Carolina. Here, pray, pray. I'm pray. Y'all ain't praying hard enough. Y'all ain't praying for us. Y'all pray for us. <laughs> all right, y'all. So I got some good news now. We're gonna go all into good news, um, or at least I think it's good news. You may not think it is, but I think this is good news. And then I'm gonna end this broadcast so I can have me some dinner and do what I gotta do. So you want to know? Sherry? I don't know why my nose is so stuffy tonight, y'all. I'm so sorry. Let me take a sip. I don't know why my nose is so stuffy tonight, but so you all know Sherry Shepard. She is a comedian. She is an actress, producer. She has her own talk show. It is called Sherry. It premiered um, this week on September 12th. I have not seen it. She looks fabulous though, y'all. I haven't seen it, but if you've seen it, add it to the chat, add it to the comment section. What do you think? She comes on in the morning. Her show comes on in the morning. I'm already at work, so I don't even know if she has a live um, viewing, you know, like a streaming viewing of her show. Um, if she does, I'm going to check it out because I'm interested to know. I like her as a comedian. When I used to listen to um, Tom Joyner in the morning before he retired, I would listen to the Tom Joyner morning show. And Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley had a like a comedy um, sketch that they would do. And it was hilarious. Like I, I can't, It has something to do with moms, but I can't think of the name of it. And then they went on to do their podcast, which I think is still happening, which I really don't know if it's still happening now or not, because the ladies might be so busy they can't do it. But um, she is hilarious. And I've seen her like on different shows and movies that I watch, and I really enjoyed um, her comedy and her presence. So I was really excited to know that she has her own show. So you all let me know what you think after you watch it. and. Uh, and we can talk about it. Um, Jennifer Hudson also has a show that premiered on the 12th as well. Her show comes on at a time that I'm at work as, as well. So I have not seen her full show, but I have seen clips of her show. And I have enjoyed the clips that I've seen so far. So it's a Jennifer Hudson show. And um, I'm excited. I was very excited for her to get this show. She... I, I love Jennifer Hudson singing. Like I love to hear her sing. She's such a power, has such a powerful, 
powerful voice and is a powerful presence. And since I'm talking about her, I wanted to share with you that she is an ego, an EGOT, an E-G-O-T. I had no idea what this meant, y'all. Like I had to look it up. Like so several months ago, I saw when she won her Tony Award, I saw people posting on social media that she's an E-G-O-T, like an EGOT or E, you know, an E-G-O-T, I'll just say because that sounds better. And I was like, an E-G-O-T, what's that? I had to look it up. I ain't know, y'all. I'm just, you know, I don't be in the entertainment world like that. But what it means is she is one of 13 people in the world, in the entertainment business, that has earned an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar and a Tony, one of 13 of all the people that are in the entertainment industry. And she is one of five black people that have won this EGOT honor, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. And that was, it's, it's, it's a big honor from what I understand. It's a huge honor. So I wanted to share that with you. So, um, um, Jennifer Hudson won a daytime Emmy for Baba Yaga, an animated short that she co-produced. She won her Grammy for um, her 2009. Hold on. She won a Grammy in 2009 for Best R&B Album and in 2017 for Best Musical Theater Album. She won her Oscar, of course, for Dream We Are Dream Girls. Oh, boys, we'll make you happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she won her Oscar for Best Supporting Actress um, in 20, uh, let's see, in 2006. Best Supporting uh, best supporting Actress Author. Y'all, if y'all haven't seen, I have watched Dreamgirls so many times. It is not even funny. I love the music of Dreamgirls. I love the costumes. The acting is phenomenal. Like, it is step into the best side. Mm-mm-mm. We're gonna join a real ride. Mm-mm-mm. Step, step, step. Like, it is a, I love musicals, y'all. I love the singing and the dancing of musicals. So when they came out with the 26th version of Dream Girls, I was like, I'm there. And it's amazing. It's phenomenal. I watch it. I have watched it probably more times than I care to say, maybe. I've watched it a whole lot. Haven't watched it lately. I think I watched it a couple of months ago, actually. So I have watched it lately. But she won an Oscar for that. Jennifer Hudson did. And then she recently won a Tony um, when her production, A Strange Loop, she served as producer for her production, A Strange Loop. So she won the Tony for Best Musical. Woohoo! Go ahead, Jennifer Hudson, with your acting, with your singing, with your um, production, with your everything, and now your show. Very proud of you. Don't know you personally, but very proud of you. I'm very proud of Jennifer Hudson and really excited for what the future holds for her. So, yes. I love musicals. I'm going back to my music. I love musicals. Y'all are going to hear about a musical. I'm going to just tell y'all right now. On October 5th of the Pocketbook Exchange, I have a musical that I'm going to be sharing with you as a part of my sermon. It just is what it is. It goes with the theme. It's a perfect song. And actually, the song is the name of my, of my sermon title, and it's going to be good. I love music. You know what, y'all? You know, when I got older, like when I got a little bit older and started writing and publishing my books, I thought back, like, I should have been in theater when I was in high school because I love singing. I love dancing. I love acting. 
Um, even though I've never, I've only acted in like, um, like a church play. Like I wrote a church play and have the, for the youth at my church at that time. And we did that, but I was like, why wasn't I in the, in theater? We didn't have a theater program when I went, I went to two different high schools. Neither one of them had a theater program. And so y'all, who knows what I would be doing if I went to a high school with, with, with theatrical productions and with theater, I might be a script writer now in Hollywood. I don't know if I'd be in Hollywood. Maybe I'd be somewhere on the outskirts or something like that. But, you know, I don't know. But I love, 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 love musicals. Like, I love, I love musicals. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm going to start the podcast with the change off with a musical. Praise the Lord. All right. So, have y'all seen Sherry Shepard's show? Or Jennifer Hudson show. If you have, add it to the chat. If you're not interested, you can add it to the chat too. It's all good. It's okay. So look, y'all. I'm going. I'm going. I'm wrapping this up. It's going to be the last thing I'm going to talk about. Abbott Elementary. I don't. I don't watch award shows like the Emmys, Grammys, Oscars. I don't watch them. It's just nothing that I'm interested in. I think when I was a little bit younger, I was interested and watched. Some of the shows, I don't know if I've ever watched a full award. The, the full award show that I remember ever watching is Black Girl Rocks, uh, Black Black Girls Rock on BET. I have watched a full Black Girls Rock before because it's for my people, it's for my girls. Of course, I'm watching that, but the rest of that, y'all ain't got nothing to do with it. So, anyway, I did not watch the Emmys, but on Tuesday morning, I heard about the Emmys when Cheryl Lee Ralph accepted her award for, I'm going to look because I want to make sure it's right, for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. She won an Emmy. When she went up to get her Emmy, she started singing. Um, let me make sure I got the name of the song right. Endangered Species. I know that's how the song started, but I wanted to make sure I had it, the song right. She started singing Endangered Species, which was written by Jean Pisano and Miss Reeves. What's Miss Reeves? Diane Reeves. They co-wrote Endangered Species. If you haven't heard it, YouTube it and listen to it. So she sang the opening of Endangered Species, and she took us to church on that song. It was beautiful. It was phenomenal. And now that I'm talking about Shirley Ralph, let me say this. I have not seen the original Dream Girls. Like, I don't know how to act. Like, I don't know where to find it. Like, I have looked for it. I thought I could find it at the library, but I have not been able to find the original Dream Girls where Shirley Ralph was in it, um, Loretta Devine was in it, and I can't remember who the other actresses and actors were. But I have not seen it yet. But if y'all know where I can get it, purchase it, look at it, let me know, drop it in the chat, add it to the comment section. I'm going to have to do some more research to see if I can find it because I really want to see the original Dream Girls. So anyway, Shirley Ralph, was an, uh, she's the original Dream Girl, so she sang this song. She accepted her Emmy, and so I heard about that from Tuesday up until today. I was listening to her speech and her acceptance, man. It was amazing. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it on YouTube or your, you know, Streaming channel, whatever, you know, it's her acceptance is amazing. And the standing ovation she received, it was so it was so beautiful. And she looked gorgeous. I don't know how old Shirley Ralph is, but she is gorgeous. And so she won this outstanding supporting actress for Abbott Elementary. Y'all remember me talking about Abbott Elementary. It's about a high school, an underprivileged high school in Chicago. 
It was created by Quentin Brunson, who is an, a young uh, black woman, young African-American woman, young black woman. She created, she executive produces this comedy series, and she is one of the writers on the comedy series. And she actually won an Emmy for, make sure I say it right. Hold on, let me make sure, because she got nominated for three, and I want to make sure I tell you which one she actually won for. She won for outstanding, mm, yes, for outstanding writing of a comedy series. She won for outstanding writing for a comedy series. Y'all, the Abbott Elementary, If even if you're not an educator, I think you would find Abbott Elementary funny. Like, it is funny. It is real life for educators or for anybody in the educational field. Um, and then Mr. Johnson, I don't know the real, like the man's name who plays Mr. Johnson. Well, Mr. Johnson is a janitor. Y'all, he is hilarious. Like, I love his addition to Abbott Elementary. Like, everybody who's in there, like, works their role. Like, they are phenomenal actors and actresses. It's a wonderful comedy series. I did not know anything about Abbott Elementary. I kind of fell into watching it. I was actually watching another show, and Abbott Elementary came on after, and I was just like, oh, let me just see what it The young man who played in... Um, uh, Everybody Hates Chris. Let me see what his name is. It's Tyler. Um, Tyler. What's your name, Tyler? Uh, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I find his name? I have to see his name before I see anybody else's. Tyler James Williams. So he plays and he was a substitute teacher. And I think before the end of the show, he got hired on as a full-time teacher. Just watching the show for his face, facial expressions is enough to make you crack up. Like his facial expressions are priceless. Like it's just a phenomenal show. It comes on on ABC. I wrote, I wrote, type it in. It sees the second season comes on September 21st. So next week on ABC, it comes on at 9 p.m. And it also streams on Hulu the next day. Y'all get you some of Abbott Elementary and then let's talk about it. Like, I think I need to do a, a sip and say with Stephanie dedicated to Abbott Elementary, but I need y'all to at least watch one of them, maybe two to let me know what you think. But I'm just excited because the Emmys seemed to be a great night for Black women to have won. Sendaya also won an award, and Lizzo also won an award for her original show. Um, I can't remember the name of her show. Y'all can look it up later, but she also won, and she looks she looked gorgeous. Like she had this this red dress with all these ruffles and stuff. She looked absolutely amazing. All of these women look so beautiful and so spectacular. So I'm just really proud of them. And I think if I'm not mistaken, this will show Lee Ralph's first Emmy, if I'm not mistaken. And so I'm just thankful for them. And also she's actually only the second black person who has ever won an Emmy. Um, Jack K. Harry one in, was it 87, 87 and 88 for her role in 227 as Sandra Clark. <laughs> so there's only been, two, and that was 35 years ago, like 88 and 87, that's been 35 years ago. And so we are very proud and excited for Shirley Ralph and, um, and Quentin Brunson and Sendaya and Lizzo for their awards at the Emmys. Okay, y'all, I'm totally done. Okay, my aunt Wanda says she has seen a clip of Jennifer Hudson. She, what did you think? I wanted, did you like it? Or you have to let me know what you think. Um, but I do like the clips. I've only seen 
maybe three clips and they're like under like I think they're like five to seven like three to seven minute clips kind of depending on what the discussion was but I like it so far and I, I Jennifer she seems very like confident and just like she has a bubbly personality just from the, the times that I've seen her um, in videos and on her um, social media account and things like that. She has a, like a bubbly personality. And so I'm just, like I said, very proud of her and just happy about this season in her life. And so congratulations, Sherry Shepard. Congratulations, Jennifer Hudson. Congratulations, congratulations, Shirley Ralph. Congratulations, Quentin Brunson. Let me see, make sure I'm saying Brunson. Yeah, I'm saying to make sure I say your name right. Congratulations to Sandaya and congratulations to Lizzo. You all are amazing, spectacular, beautiful women. So congratulations to you. That is all the sip. Okay, mom, why did she say it was good? Okay, so that's all I have tonight for Sip and Say, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure that you register for the Pocketbook Exchange on my website at Be Free Ministries nc.org we do have some spaces left for some of the workshop that um that will will be presenting during our in-person women's only session on october 8th so make sure that you register we would love to have you there we will be here and that's october 8th we will also be here october 5th 6th and 7th right here on the stephanie humphrey channel um for our weekly services at 7 p.m Focus on our theme from surviving to thriving. So register. Y'all, I'm going to have to write a few. So I'm going to be by myself um, during the weekly nights. And so I'm thinking about, I'm a, you know, just maybe doing one brief song. And so I haven't written any songs yet for the Pocketbook Exchange, but I know I am. I'm going to write some original songs just to do a little bit of praise before I bring the word, okay? So again, join me here October 5th, October 6th, October 7th, 7 p.m. nightly for our weekly service for the Pocketbook Exchange. And then join us on October 8th for our in-person ladies-only session in Henderson, North Carolina. All right. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to share this with your family, your friends, your loved ones. And even for somebody that you might not like, you can still drop the Stephanie Humphrey channel in their ear. All right. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next Thursday for Sip and Say with Stephanie. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. In addition to going live on my YouTube channel at 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays, I also go live at 10 p.m. on my podcasting channels, including Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Blessings.